It's time for the deep end with Reagan Hins and Audrey Coffey on 93.7 A Ticket and theticketfm.com. All right. Welcome back to The Deep End. I'm Audrey Coffey with my co-host, Reagan Hinsey, and we are on 93.7 The Ticket. Um, as always, you can call in at the Honda of Lincoln hotline. That number is 402-464-5685, or you can text us at the Sarder Hammond text line, which is the same number. So please send us your questions, comments, and concerns. Um, if you want to watch us instead of just hearing us, you can see us streamed on YouTube, Facebook, and Twitch. I think I got that right. So I think you did. I think I did. Had to remember it all. So How are you doing today, Reagan? I'm pretty good for a Monday. Yeah? How are you? Hanging in there? <laughs> yeah. Hanging in there. Yeah. It's about the same. It's, yeah. It's exams week. Yeah. I, I feel like most of the team has, has exams this week. Yeah. So I, I think I only have one. I have two. I have one. Yeah. But my two are not like, everybody's freaking out about like anatomy and physiology and physics and I'm like piano yeah. and sight reading. <laughs> <laughs> Reagan is, what, what is your actual major again? Uh, I just changed my major from forensic science to music, so we're starting college over, basically. (laughs) Quite the switch. And you're liking it so far? I am. Yeah? Yeah. What is is the biggest change between forensic science and music? I'm sure there are many. Um, Well, one works the left side of your brain, and one works the right (laughs) side of your brain. So, um, just, it's challenging for me, but in a different way. Like, I have to learn different languages now rather than different formulas. Yeah. So it's just an entirely new process. I'm yeah. excited. That's so. that's really cool. I, you know, I know we've had many conversations off the air about your forensic science major, and I know the STEM classes weren't really doing it for you for a long time, so. No, they were kicking, <laughs> they were kicking my butt. <laughs> yeah, so I'm, I'm sure the languages are kicking your butt too, but I'm glad, I'm glad it's something that you actually want to do. Yeah, hopefully. thank you. <laughs> so. All right, well, Big Tens is next week. Yeah, that thing. Are you ready? Maybe. 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 What I, do you mean maybe? I don't, I, I don't like to think too much about it because then I just freak myself out. Okay. You know? Well, but we, we but do, I will be there. We do That's leave in motto. eight days. I think I leave in nine. Okay. Because of I, I have an anatomy test, so that's what, <laughs> speaking of STEM, that's why I'm freaking out about, but I will be coming later. But But yeah. You're a nutrition sciences major, right? Yes, I okay. am. Yeah. So doing that now, um, graduating this May, and then um, applied and got accepted to nursing school next year. Congrats. So. Thank you. So that's that's what's next after, you know, this whole UNL thing. So Yeah. Yeah. But. Well. Yeah. So, yeah, big tens. Uh, how are you feeling, Reagan? I'm nervous. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This is my first big tens with the swimmers. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Because, yeah. Oh my gosh! Yeah, because last year we were separated because of COVID. So, and my freshman year I redshirted. Yeah, so that's crazy. I'm excited. <laughs> I'm excited for the atmosphere because, especially last year when Autumn won the first Big Ten champion, or she was the first Big Ten champion for us in swimming. Yeah. It was. I just I just wanted to be there for like the hype when everybody was screaming and they were freaking out and the Nebraska song played. It was after. pretty insane. Actually. And then and then Abby Abby goes and wins. Um, one meter and tower. Yeah, in the next, it was consecutive days. I think. Yeah, wasn't it? it? Was like the day after. 
Yeah. I think. Or, or maybe or, or same, the same day. day. It was some. It was I something just remember the group like chat that. like, oh, I just won the 200. And we're like, Abby just won <laughs> one meter. Freaking out virtually because we couldn't do it in person. But yeah. yeah but I'm excited that really for that cool. atmosphere. Everybody's been hyping it up for me. So I hope it. Yeah. I hope it lives up to those expectations. It's cool. We we try to bring bring the cheering to the quietness of diving. So hopefully oh, we yeah. do a good job. Well, hopefully, hopefully, if we cheer loud enough, the judges' scores will be influenced. Yes, we we love subjective sports. So always striving for perfection. Yeah. So, <laughs> so tell me what goes into your training when it comes to championship season. When it gets closer to these championship meets, does your training does your training change or what happens? Um, water aspect, I don't think it really changes. We do less reps of our dives. So let's say instead of five of each of our dives, we'll do two mm-hmm. of each of our dives as like a warm up type thing. And then we'll go through our list and our list is the six dives that we compete in the meet. Okay. So we'll run through those a couple times and our coach will like score them on what he thinks the big 10 judges will score them at and kind of, um, compare and contrast us to like where we are in the big 10. So water aspect, that's really the only difference. Um, the training in the dry land room is still the pretty much the same. Warm up, abs, stretching, tramp, dry board, foam pit now. <laughs> um, and then weights, weights we just started deloading this week. So we'll still lift this week. I know y'all are off, right? Yeah, we're, we're done With, lifting yeah. until Big Ten. So. so we'll still lift Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and next Monday. Okay. But it will be... It won't be as many reps and it won't be as heavy. I didn't so. actually know that you deloaded at all. I mean, it makes sense that he's not killing you, but. Yeah, well, in weights, we usually, we do like one or two exercises that are like heavy lifting, but our, our weights is more focused on like balance and like jumping and stuff. So we'll do, we'll do RDLs on like a BOSU ball, which is like half of a yoga ball, um, just for like the balance aspect of it. Okay. But that yeah, so so weights is lighter, but that's really the only thing that significantly changes. Yeah, I mean, it makes sense. It's getting more, I don't know what the words are for it, but more like meat ready as opposed to just getting the reps in. Yeah, it's like, it's like keeping us um, in diving shape, but it's not making us sore. Yeah. So. Yeah. What about you? We, okay, so we go through a glorious time called taper. Um, so for those who don't know, it's similar in running. Uh, we go from very high volume, very high yardage during practices. Um, that's in order to up like our aerobic endurance, you know, up uh, all of that. And then it starts going down. Um, it's supposed to be gradual. Some people do that right. Some people do not do that right. Um, by people, I mean coaches. I've had both. (laughs) Um, but I think Nebraska does a good job of a very gradual descent. So, I guess it technically started last week, but I couldn't tell you that the practices really felt any lighter or easier. It was just, it was very subtle. It was like 15 minutes off here and there, like 15 minutes less. Um, I feel like the 15 minutes off would just be like less of a warm up or a cool down. Honestly, that's what it turns into. So you're like, man, like this is supposed to be taper, but I'm I'm still dying. It doesn't feel like it. No, (laughs) I guess, you know, if you add it up through the week, that's about an hour and a half off, which... You, you kind of feel it. Um, yeah. This week, right before, is going to be a lot more pronounced. So, yeah, we – I go three mornings because, you know, I'm distance. So, t- typically, the distance swimmers do a lot less taper just because we need to have that endurance. We need to have that yardage in order to make it through the mile um, next Saturday. 
but oh, they put the mile on the last day oh yeah is it always on the last day yeah oh it is <laughs> <laughs> so you make it through the whole meet and then then you gotta swim the whole mile the but. whole 66 laps yeah all of them <laughs> so <laughs> jeez but yeah, so so yeah, we need the endurance to make it through that. But a lot of people are starting to take off mornings now because you know if you're swimming the fifty, you know you need a lot more power. You need to be a lot more well rested for that. Yeah. So they they are getting a lot less practice, and I I'm very jealous of them. But at the same time, I know I cannot swim as fast at a very short time as they do. So I have a lot of respect for them. But um, since I haven't been to a big tens with the swimmers. I don't really know how Big Tens works works with the swimmers. Mm-hmm. So, like, what's the format of Big Tens? Yeah, so uh, Wednesday night is just the relays. Um, so there are two relays, I think. I think that was a change. Um, two relays. It's a timed final. So there's going to be several heats of the event, and you just take top eight times. That is your top eight. Um, so, yeah, just one session Wednesday night. And then Thursday through Saturday, yeah, got that right. Thursday through Saturday, um, you have a morning session and an afternoon session. And the morning session, it's called prelims. Um, it's where everybody swims. And then, you know, the top 24 will make it back okay. to finals. So you just take those top 24 times and then you put them into finals. And usually there's a little more announcing. There's a little more music. It's a little, it's a little more fun. Um, get to cheer a lot more. And that's who you know, you race again and that determines the winner, determines medals, um, determines everything. So, and then Saturday is a little unique because that's the day of the mile. So because the mile is so long, they like to stick it in its own separate session. So everyone except the top eight seated swimmers will be like kind of in the middle of the day, like around 4 PM. So like when we're competing. Yes. When do you compete? I know you guys compete at kind of, I think, I think y'all have your morning session. Mm-hmm. like prelims and stuff and once y'all are like eating your lunch and getting on the bus to go back to the hotel to rest for finals that's when we have our prelims okay so it's not like as loud of an environment even though I don't like it completely silent <laughs> either <laughs> that's more nerve-wracking because all you are is in your head right um but finals is the same time as y'all like y'all have a break to go cheer us on so yeah I, I remember watching finals for diving that's always really fun yeah like you know we get a, a whole break from the swimming we get to watch like the final eight divers because it's it's kind of a similar format yeah yeah top 24 score but only um only top 16 will come back mm-hmm. so top 16 will be or Nine through sixteen, whoever placed that in prelims will do what's called a consolation final, and that's right after prelims. So you get ten minutes to jump on the board again, and then you do your list again after a three and a half, four hour event. And you're just like, man, I just want to <laughs> get in my hotel bed. I want to take a nap. <laughs> but then the top eight come back, like you said, for finals, and that's where everybody goes crazy. Yeah, and cheers everybody it's on all the hype. Yeah, how do you manage? You know, doing all those dives in prelims, however that goes, and then coming back for finals. How do you manage that mentally and physically? I honestly think it's harder mentally for consolation finals. Just because you're, there's like a sweet spot in diving. Like you can't be um, completely focused all of the time or else by the end of the event, you're going to be absolutely mentally drained. Like you're going to be absolutely tired, um, physically tired as well, but um your mind is stronger than your body. So if you're mentally tired, there's no, there's, there's no coming back from that. Um, so you just gotta, you gotta learn when to turn on the switch to focus in prelims, especially because you'll do a dive and then you'll go sit for 45 minutes 
Um, and then you'll do another one and then you'll go sit for 45 minutes continuous. Um, so I personally think it's harder mentally to get through consoles because you're just so, you're just so tired by the end of it. And you're like, man, I just want a meal, but you can't have a big meal because then you'll feel like you're going to hurl in the middle of your flips. So all the flips probably doesn't doesn't help that. Yeah. Um, I haven't been in a finals environment yet where you come back. So I couldn't tell you. Mm-hmm. um how that feels I've been in like I've been in a finals before but it it was just like the consolation final um invi- type environment like they bring the top 18 back and as soon as prelims is over finals is starting so I haven't been in the the prelim final session where prelims is in the morning finals in the, is in the afternoon but I can imagine it's a bunch of just staying off of your feet laying down doing compression boots stuff like that see that's crazy like because I've never really done a meet where usually prelims and finals are very separated for us so I've never done something where it's like boom you're you're right back you're right back at finals yeah and we got we got the we got the good slot this year so we will go one meter on Thursday three meter on Friday tower on Saturday which is nice that's perfect yeah Yeah. is that how it always is or does it no not always it um I think next year it'll be three meter first one meter the next day and then we'll have like either a day break or something and then tower on saturday okay so it's it'll it always changes because the guys have to do their own like we we change with the guys too even though they're at different times right that makes sense yeah uh we have a question from the sarter Heyman text line again that's 402-464-5685 this one is for reagan what do you do while you're waiting to dive during the competition i've seen people read books and others just sit and listen to music um i've tried uh i've tried both at the same time doesn't work out for me uh almost miss my turn um I like to listen to music but I don't like to watch other people dive um it's just yeah I get in my head too much about it so I just like to put my headphones on and blast the music and um usually around like 10 to 15 divers before you'll start warming up again because after you sit for 30 minutes you're you're cold so yeah I just listen to music and jump around so yeah is that is that the warm-up the jumping around yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, some people dance. That's um, fun. That's you dance, right? I feel like I've I, seen you I, pull a few moves. Somewhat. Somewhat. I don't go crazy, <laughs> but I'm not not dancing. Okay, so Reagan is somewhat dancing. I am somewhat dancing. Somewhat dancing. That's probably good. in a corner a somewhere because I have two left feet. <laughs> but I am somewhere. I really. <laughs> it's it's that water sport thing, you know. Yeah. They. they I don't. mean, I guess. Yeah. Some of us can dance. Who? I can't name anybody off the top of my head. But I was like, do you know someone who can dance? So, yeah. I feel like swimmers and divers, you know, swimmers more than divers have a knack for being extremely uncoordinated on land. Oh, we have to balance all the time on a diving board. But as soon as we get off, we're the clumsiest people you'll ever meet. (laughs) There you go. (laughs) Ever. Yeah. I feel like I trip over flat surfaces a lot, to be honest. Yeah. Yeah. Um, What's the environment like? How do you get ready for a race? Um, it definitely depends on the environment. Um, talking specifically about a championship environment, it's a lot more intense than a dual meet. So basically I don't have to add that much motivation, if that makes sense. I don't have to add that much energy to myself because I'm already, there's people cheering, people are going these crazy times. Like it's already a very high stress, but also very high energy environment. So that's, that's why I said before, I'm like, you know, I don't really listen to music that much anymore. Like 
you know, it's because you can draw energy from, you know, the people around you, what's from going just being on in around the moment. Yeah. yeah. So I, you know, usually I'm like trying to talk to people. I'm just trying to hang out, watch my teammates swim, get excited for them and not think too much. Because if I think too much and I get to like, okay, I need to do this and this and this, like that high intensity, that high stress around me is just going to absolutely I feel me like I'd tense up. Yeah, that's uh, that's what you run the risk of. I mean, you know, it's a little easier than diving because I feel like you guys have to stay very loose and very relaxed, whereas we can get a little more fired up. Um, I don't know if you've seen in the Olympics, but especially the guys, they like to like beat their chests and everything. And we like to slap ourselves a lot. <laughs> so we, we can afford to get a little more fired up, which is which is fun. But, you know, you definitely don't want to overdo it. So and then. Yeah, um, about 20 minutes-ish before, 15, 20 minutes, I'll go and I'll warm up. I'll just swim laps in the pool. Maybe I'll um, do a few like a few strokes at my race speed just to get the feel for it. Um, you go behind the blocks before the event, and you know, usually maybe like two minutes, two to five minutes before is when I'm actually like, okay, like visualize, visualizing my race, like thinking about it, thinking about why I want to do this and what's motivating me about this race, so. Um, when you say you warm up, where? Because I know there's a competition pool, and I know our pool isn't big enough. So when y'all have to warm up and cool down, y'all swim on the opposite side of the diving well that we're competing on. Oh yeah, it's great. So it's- <laughs> so where do you what where do y'all warm up slash cool down in like bigger pools? Uh, it again depends on the pool. Um, some of the nicest pools they're long course. So our pool is not long course. It's not Olympic size. So it's 25 meters by 25 yards. But some of the the bigger pools are 50 meters by 25 yards or 25 meters, whatever. However they do it. But you'll have a 25 yard course where they're actually swimming the meet, and then you'll usually have some other lanes that are also 25 yards, and you can just swim down over there on the other side. They put the, like this divider in the middle called a bulkhead, so you can really configure the pool in a bunch of different ways. Um, sometimes we still go in the diving well, though. It really just it depends on the place, depends on how it's set up. Man, I was gonna be like, great, I won't make accidentally make eye contact with one of you in the middle of my flips. You might. I might. There's y'all, a lot y'all of never, eyes there. Y'all never notice, but I, <laughs> I somehow lock eyes with a lot of people. That freaks you out. Oh yeah. I feel like I walk by you a lot at practice, and I try not to make eye contact because. I know it freaks you out, but it's okay. I got to time it right. You know, sometimes Reagan's on the board and I'm like, okay, I shouldn't like talk to her or anything. But then like she's popping her head out of the wire. I'm like, hey, what's up? <laughs> How's it going? Reagan's like, I'm, I'm in practice. No, I'm dying. <laughs> <laughs> I'll say hi. Yeah. No, you are nice. I'm just, yeah, I'm teasing. But okay. <laughs> okay. What, um, so what comes for you after Big Tens? I know you guys have kind of a different format than us in terms of like championships and qualifying so um yeah so um usually swimmers just have big tens and then a last chance meet to qualify for ncaa's and then ncaa's am i am i right yes you are that's correct um divers have big tens and then we have what's called zone championships and then if we qualify from that we go to ncaa's so zone championships is the qualifier for ncaa's and um, throughout the season, you have to get a certain score on each board um, to be able to qualify for that meet. So it used to be if you got the score on one board, you could just go on all three, um, one meter to three meter and tower. But since last year, since COVID, um, last year was a little different. You had to get zone cuts multiple times in order to be chosen to go, which is kind of like y'all weird. where y'all have to get cuts and then they pick 
the top however many times. Um, but this year, you have to get a zone cut on every single board if you want to go on every single board. Like, I have zone cuts on one meter and three meter, so if I don't get the zone cut on tower at Big Tens, I'll just go to zones for one meter and three meter. And then the the... If you go to NCAAs, how you qualify for that is they take the top three automatically. Three or four. Maybe five. I can't remember the number. (laughs) But they take so many automatically. And then however many people from your zone scored at NCs last year is however many spots you have for that board. Okay. So our zone is really hard. (laughs) So we have... I think my freshman year we had like 11 or 12 spots and what four maybe five were given so that means oh my gosh seven people scored at NCAAs from our zone and it's crazy because we had our UCLA Invitational um this past month in California and we were talking to the girls and they were like we have we have to score in the top four if we want to go to NC2As which is just absolutely insane because they're their competition is also really good but I guess it's more compact condensed. yeah like your your zone is deeper so you know they have more spots because more people scored because yeah it's more competitive yeah that's really cool so your mindset going into big tens since it's not you know I know for us it's more of a we're trying to qualify for NC's thing what's what's your mindset real quick just kind of let it happen see yeah. what happens trust my training that's what I've been saying all season and I mean Easier said than done, but <laughs> I feel like I've done a pretty good job with that. I guess that's so always the goal. Let's just see what happens. I have a quick question before we throw it a break. What's so up? for diving, can you only qualify at zones, or can you also qualify at Big Ten? You can get your zone cut at Big Tens. Okay, but you can't actually you qualify. You can't qualify okay. at Big Tens. Okay, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> um, and with that, we'll head to break. Um, this is The Deep End with Reagan Hensley and Audrey Coffey on 93.7 The Ticket, and we will be right back. 